Welcome, 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 y'all, to another episode of Praying and Preaking with your girl, Georgette, a.k.a. The Preaker, a time to show, tell, and know how prayer changes things. I'm super excited, as I always am, because in the building, I have none other than Felice Renee McKinney, who is, I mean, I don't even know what the, she, she's some of everything, y'all, international speaker, author, uh, prior military, mama, why like all that? I, I, I'm listen. Y'all know what I do. I always let them introduce themselves. So after we pray, I'm going to let this sister here tell you who she is, <clears throat> whatever it is that she wants to share with the people, because um, her resume is real, real long, like real, real long. So I'm going to, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and pray. And then, uh, Miss Felice, you let them know whatever it is that you want them to know um, about who you are. And um, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So let me get into this word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come right now, Father God, first and foremost, God, just thanking you for this day, thanking you for this hour, thanking you for this opportunity, Lord God to wake us up, Father God. We do not take it lightly, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for this time right now, Father God. Lord, I ask that you restore this time back to Felice, Father God, because I appreciate her carving out time out of her busy schedule to sit down and chit-chat with your girl, Georgette. So I do not take it lightly, Lord God. I ask that you touch her, Father God, her family, her business, everything that she puts her hands to, Father God. Lord, may you continue to manifest and unfold, Father God, her steps, Father God, ordering her steps, Father God, showing her the master plan, Lord God, for what you have in store for her, Lord God. Lord, we just thank you. We praise you, Father God, on this day. Lord, you know what I always say. If this podcast can just touch one person, Lord God, if it can help to encourage, uplift, inspire, Father God, bring them closer closer to you, Lord God, then I know that you will be pleased, Lord God, and I will sure to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In your son Jesus' name, we both pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. Oh, wow. <laughs> amen, my sister, whatever you, I'm going to mute my mic so you, you, hey, you going and tell them what you want them to know about who you are. Well, let's see. Uh, I, I'm just so excited to be here. Um, my name is Felice Renee, meaning happiness reborn. I tell you, God, my parents named me uh, Felice Renee. I'm a pastor of uh, In His Presence Worship Center, and uh, I am an international speaker. We just got back from Nairobi in November, and it was an overwhelming experience. I got to speak on stage with some awesome people. I was awarded the um, I Changed Nation Awards for Global uh uh, inspiration, youth lead, uh, generational leader, generational leader. I got a chance to speak to one of the, uh, at the Bishop's churches. It was amazing. I am a mother of four beautiful children, uh, a wife of an awesome, amazing husband. Mac, I love you. I know you're going to watch this soon. I have three grandchildren. I'm the author of Stained Glass Smile, You Can Be Healed. That's God's revelation to men and women who have experienced depression, loneliness, heartache, you know, all things we go through that we get stuck in. It shows you how to get out through God's word and inspiration. Um, I'm also a podcaster. <laughs> I'm just throwing that back up. But God has shown me how to take that, the speaking, the uh, traveling, the um, all of that and, and put it into one. So I tell you that you can do all of these things, but make sure that you have a plan that you're just not all over the place. So God has allowed me to uh, take my speaking author, uh, authorship, I should say, and pastoral and travel business and put it all in one. 
so it can be used to the glory of God. And, and my main mission is to win souls to Christ. If, if nothing else is told about me is that she loves the Lord and her main mission is to love on God's people so they can smile and be healed and come to the Lord. That's my main mission, my passion, I should say. Well, right now, amen, amen. <laughs> Look, y'all know I had no sense of but to be up in here having some church, y'all. So listen, I, um, you touched on it a little bit, uh, and I, I was trying to really think about, okay, what can we talk about? What can we dig into? Because I literally, y'all just met Felice Renee, maybe a couple weeks ago, she actually reached out to me um, after hearing my my 11 a.m. prayer and prayer tours. And it was funny. <laughs> I was actually out walking and she reached out to me and she left me a voicemail in my DMs. And she said, because I want you to know, I'm like, I'm really a real person. I'm not <laughs> someone who does not, you know, I, I'm not trying to to trick you or anything like that. Cause you know, the first thing like, okay, who is this? What's this? Oh, this is not a real person. We got so much going on with these bots and this and that. And so she reached out to me. We actually had a phone conversation connected. Um, definitely because she is a woman of God. And we, just, I was, as I was talking and we were talking, I was like, you know what? I got to get you to come on the podcast. And she agreed to do it. And so First, let me just say I'm super excited and thank you so much for um, even supporting me. And since then, like she's been cheering me on, like she's one of my biggest supporters in um, prayer tours. So I really, really appreciate that. And I appreciate your support. Praying for me in the background is difficult. We know how it is. You're a pastor. You know how it is when you are <clears throat> sent to do this heavy lifting and this praying and this work for God, but he's so amazing and we get tired too. And we get, you know, weary, but it's always good to know that you have others praying for you in the background and lifting you up and sharing you on, even if you never see it, even if you never hear it. And it's so, you know, my, someone always told me like, it's people watching, like, you don't even know, like, you don't even know who you're touching. You don't even know what you're doing with your, your prayers every day. And so you are a prime example of that. And so I thank you so much. And I thank you for even reaching out and like connecting with me. So thank you so much. So I was thinking about, okay, <clears throat> what can we talk about? And <laughs> the word that came to my, well, before I even give you the topic, let me go to this because you kind of touched on it a little bit. And once I think this will lead into the topic. So Tell us number one about this amazing award. You spoke about it a little bit, but please, because after she reached out, y'all, you know, when somebody reached out to you, like you go before we talked on the phone and I saw the message, and I'm like, so I started Googling, like, okay, who is this? Just to make sure you were a real person before you even left the voice. <laughs> I was like, oh goodness, who is this? And the first thing that popped up was this amazing and i'm like oh wow like yeah this really is a person like it's not a bot and the first thing that popped up when i googled your name i know that's right listen learn that too just google me like and she came right on up and the first thing that popped up was this amazing award that you won back on december 14 2021 in kenya and i was like my goodness and so yeah, tell us a little bit more about that. Like, how did you land into this? Like, Kenya, like, this is amazing, you know? So tell us how that all came about. Well, one of my mentors, and I have to shout him out, his name is Dr. Ruben West. I have been watching him. Uh, I found him in um, on Facebook. And turned out I knew his aunt, didn't know that, that this was her nephew. See how God works? Wow. He's a man of God. And um, he was telling me one day you're going to speak on stages. And I was like, okay. I was just going through my divorce. And um, he was like, well, why aren't you speaking? I was like, well, I I'm a preacher. <laughs> I don't speak on stage. I just preach. And he's like, you can use that same message. And so God began to show me how to take that message and draw people in. But, you know, not, not the preaching, but still inspirational, but putting the Lord in it because a lot of people, they're tired of church. They just want God. So I tell them, if you get God, he'll draw you into the sanctuary where you need to be. 
So you can be in the kingdom of God and not just church. But he asked me to go to Nairobi. I prayed about it. God said, go. And I did not know I was getting this award. I got this award. I, I think this is the second. This is the second I change award I got. The first one was in Detroit. The second one was about being a generational leader. And I'm like, wow, you know, and I th think about because, you know, when people give you awards, they see things in you that you don't see. And when I got it, I was overwhelmed. And it's about changing generations. If I could change the mother's mindset, maybe the mother can change the daughter and the daughter, the granddaughter. And see, that's the thing that's happening now. If you have a generation where you're always hustling and getting over, it seeps into that next generation, not knowing the consequences of hustling. But if I teach you how to be sustainable, something that's duplicatable that can benefit and prosper generations you can change the entire nation and that's what god is looking for he's looking for will you duplicate this into generations and we can see it through abraham what abraham duplicated went down to isaac what isaac duplicated went down to jacob and so jesus is saying okay new testament I duplicated in the disciples. Disciples went out and duplicated in the an Acts. And now we are the living epistles. And God's like, will you duplicate my spirit and my power in the earth? Whether it be in the book, whether it be in a message, whether it be on a podcast, whether it be on prayer tours, will you duplicate that in the generation? So the young people coming up and saying, you know, God is not just in the, uh, in the building. His presence is more powerful in me using my gift that he gave me on multiple gifts to reach others. People don't believe that Jesus is coming. I'm like, he is coming. Yep. Yes, he is. When he find me doing what he said do, or when he find me out here just, you know, I just want to hustle. I just want to make mm. money. You know, I want to be able to duplicate. And there's nothing wrong with being wealthy. Jesus was a wealthy man. Google it. They were not gambling over no rags, okay? <laughs> Them Romans say, hey, you know, this is worthy. What Roman gonna gamble over some rags? Seamless garments were designers back then. Mary and Joseph did not take their Frankenstein's marigold and just waste it, okay? Kings, kings gave these gifts. Tell people, do the research. And it mm. wasn't, I don't say three. How many kings do you think, I always ask this trivia question, how many kings do you think it would take to get the attention of Herod to make him mad enough to want to kill all these children? Three people? No. Think about how many kings came to take this message around the world. Yes. Now we we talked about that too the last time. We talked about that wealth thing. It, I don't know. Maybe we could touch on that too a little bit. Mm, but yeah, y'all, y'all better know that it ain't it ain't nothing wrong with wanting to be wealthy and what is what you do with it. But let, I'm gonna stay on track because we'll get on that's the whole. We did talk about that, and you know, we both agree on that. So thank you. This, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, to even be, you know, I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like this is like like you said, generation, you know, this is a changing for generations to come. And you, you know, I, I just applaud you for that. Like, it's so amazing that God has you doing that. And it's so true. Like we have to teach how to sustain things. And there was something else you said in there and I forgot to write that. And I was like, Ooh, she on. Yes. That's, I always say that hopefully it'll come back to me, but, um, I thank you. And like, that is such an amazing, and then to be somewhere and not even know you're going to get it. Like, like, Oh my God, how amazing is that? Like to be there. And then they call you and say, Hey, you know, that's like even more, that's more phenomenal. Like our God, the God that we serve, he's so good. He's so worthy of everything. So, and look, that, you said something in there about the church. Woo. And we going, cause that is what our topic is. We are going to be talking about church hurt today. That's what I heard when I was looking and going through some of your stuff and just seeing what you do and um, looking about your book. So tell us about the book, too. And then we're going to get into this topic talking about church. hurt. Yeah. And I because I know that that is some of what is in the book. And so tell the people about your book and um and what was the inspiration behind you writing the book 
Well, the inspiration is God said, you better get up and do it. And so I said, well, Lord, God, what do you want people to know about my business and all these things and some things I hadn't told my parents? And he said, well, talk to them, you know, because I think some of those things happened years ago. And, you know, when God sends you people, to, I don't know you, but God said, you need to write that book. And you're going like, God's like, okay, so how many more times do I have to tell you? So that was the inspiration. Do it. So, but in it, I want to talk about church hurt from three different aspects: the pastor, the people in the pew, and then the the um the family. Mm. The point of view. You get hurt when you start telling people the word of God. They come to the church, they say, God sent me here, and I'll be here for you, Pastor, until you preach on their sin. Until you tell them that you should not be living, sleeping with anybody you're not married to. Be it male, male, female, or female, it's still fornication. People don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that you should not be um, trying to cheat on your taxes. Or you going through the grocery store eating up all the grapes that you ain't paid for. It's still silly. <laughs> okay. They want to hear, you know, I shouldn't be, you know, what I want to call it, dropping it like it's hot. <laughs> and, and you all up in somebody's face and, and then you come to the church saying, Lord, and then we give you a solution how to come out from among them and be separate. Be I've been saved. Oh, good Lord, I'm old. I've been saved almost all my life. I saved at a young age. I think I saved when I was like 21. You know, that's the time you should be turning it up, like they say, and, you know, tipping back. But I didn't. I, it was a process that I had to learn. But from a pastor's point of view, and I'm not talking about them pastors that people say, you know, they're backbiting, because some of pastors are not perfect. Okay, their representation. But when you get a pastor that's preaching the word of God, support them. They're not perfect. Pray for them. Moses saw the back of God and still did not make it to the promised land. Why? Because his anger and frustration with the people. So I say, pastors, do what God tells you to do. Let it go. Some things you just have to take a break, keep moving, and just understand that comes with the territory. Congregation. When a pastor preaches on you and tells your business so close to everybody in church, no, that's you. You get hurt. I gave that to you in confidence. And here you went and told my business down to the T. And everybody knows me are so close. That hurts. Or if I'm coming to you in confidence and then you take advantage of me. You take advantage of me by saying, okay, well, if you give me so much money, I can bless you. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where Jesus asked for a coin. He didn't ask for that. You know, or Psalms 33 blessing me because, and people do that. But I'm like, show me in the word. Are we see family struggling. I know the church is not an ATM. Sometimes if we sit down and show families, listen, let's, let's budget this money. So I'm trying to show you how to budget. Come on, let's budget. Let's, let's trust God. But see, when you don't want to trust God, when all you want is money from the church, that, that starts hurting other people because they're like, okay, they gave them all that money. Now I need some money. Well, no, we're trying to show you how to sustain. And then people that don't have the right clothing. I've been through that too. People talked about my kids, talked about my business. They didn't even know. Made fun of my vehicle. We had four kids. We couldn't afford a brand new vehicle. So we got bought this big 1970s blue van. People kept calling the blue bus. Not understanding. We struggling here. We come to church. We trying to do our best. We were in the somewhat of the first family you know, we married into the bishop's family and, and people would make all kind of horrible statements and comments. And then sometimes the rejection from that, not being accepted. So that all plays a role of hurt. But what do you do with that hurt? You cannot expect people to be perfect. I don't care who I am not perfect. And I'll tell people in a minute, pray for me. I was having a flesh day. So I'm <laughs> well, I had a day I was in my flesh. Pray for me. Okay, I know that's right. I know that's right. Yeah, you know, Peter, I mean, Peter had his days. He chopped that man ear off. I believe he was going for the head. <laughs> you put your hands on Jesus. I'm, I'm finna tear you up. <laughs> but Jesus moved 
so fast because I tell people to hit somebody with a sword on their ear. He probably for going forehead, but the Holy Spirit moved so quick, you know. And then God put Jesus put the man in back and Peter kills so sit down. He's like, mm hmm, yeah, touch Jesus again, <laughs> you know. And then, wow. Jesus, then Peter was double minded with the Gentiles trying to put, you know, y'all need to be circumcised. Really, really, Peter. Even the apostles, they were not perfect. They didn't even accept Paul. We have now the Holy Ghost. All that, you know, Holy Ghost speaking in new tongues, they got discernment. But when Paul came, now it's all like, deuces, dude. Nah, you a serial killer. Don't come up in here with that. Nah, you a serial killer. I, don't talk about something. You know some Jesus and you saw the light. Bah, you ain't killing me. This ain't no trick. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yes. All these things, and I tell people is this: we have to learn to forgive. If mm. I had to stand in front of my mirror every day, calling people's names out, crying on the floor, God, I forgive them. Walking through the hurt, walking through the pain, opening up the Bible and getting scriptures. If God don't, if you don't forgive, God won't forgive you. Do you know how frightening that is to wake mm. up there? And God's like, well, I don't forgive you till you forget him. You're like, Ooh, you die, die, and, and, and Jesus don't forgive you. I don't, I don't think that's a ticket to heaven. Mm, I don't yes. think I'm pearly gates. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going just like I am. No, I'm not. I'm going, God, I forgive them. It ain't it ain't worth not seeing you. It's not worth not getting my mansion, you know, and then they're gonna do it again. But that's when we pray. That's when you really get in. You start interceding for them because there's something inside of them. Hurt people, hurt people. Healed people, help heal people. The long suffering that comes along. Nobody want to long suffer, but we want everybody to long suffer with us. Ain't going to work that way. We've got to long suffer with the body of Christ and pray for them. I'm not saying stand there and be no, no doormat, but I'm saying get in your prayer closet. The Bible said, whatsoever I ask. We'll ask for a house or a car, but do we ask for the salvation of people? Do we ask God to really open up their eyes and help them to see that Jesus really loves them and they don't have to be left in that state? Because some people think my mama was like this, my daddy was like this, everybody in my family was like this, so I accept it. And they went to church. Mm, that's good. I mean... That's so good because it is such a, <clears throat> you know, some people sometimes as well, they suffer in silence, you know, from what has happened, what has occurred. And because of the ritual or just the regimen of saying, okay, I got to go to church. I have to be in church. And so it's so good. And, and you, you touched on a lot and it actually, she, she was the head of the game, y'all. See, that's why when you get people in that speak, they just keep going, going. She just, she already didn't, she on question number 10 and I ain't even started. I, I, I just let her go though. Cause she was, she was in it, but I wanted to know, I mean, I wanted to know, obviously she touched on it. Have you ever experienced church hurt? And just can you give us a couple examples? I know you were saying about your car and things like that, but for the person who really doesn't know what church hurt is, just kind of give them, you know, some examples of church hurt and the some things that you experience um, through church hurt. I say this. I have, I mean, it just seemed like all of my life being in church, it seems like some months got hurt all the time. And I kept saying, you know, the old me, Jesus would have cut up. You know, God was like, yeah, but you know, all that talking, what is it going to get you? It ain't glorifying me. Matter of fact, it's glorifying the enemy. Hmm. And so a lot of times I would just stand there and just be quiet. Especially, I'll, I'll just give an example. I was, um, I was on the, uh, I was not a choir director. I was um, assisting with a youth choir. Now, if we tell you parents, don't let your children have toys up in the choir stand, why is it your child got to have toys? And they passing it back and forth. They have four kids. So I tell people, you know, I taught them at home. I would put on the sermon 
and we practice at home. So when we got to church, you already knowing how to do this. Mm-hmm. All right, gave me a little Bible. Y'all, if you're gonna talk, talk, whisper. Were they passing this and that? And I told one of the girls, I said, You need to put your purse up. And she looked at me and I said, You need to put your purse up. Now, mind you, we sitting behind the person speaking so the whole church can see you. So I'm like, You need to put your purse up. And she looked at me like, You ain't my mama. So I said, Put your purse up. Oh, honey, she threw on a, a show. Her mom came to me, like, You don't talk to my child like that. And I'm just saying, You know, I didn't yell at your child. I didn't point my finger at your child. You know your child. Are people, tell me, tell me. I know when you acted a bona fide fool and I'm going to get out the ride to help you get corrected. When people would bring me stuff about my kids, I, certain things I know that, but they said so-and-so hit. I know you hear them. I know you do. You do it at home. So ain't no big surprise. Mm. Like, you know, oh, they did. You do that at home. And I know when I told you at home, don't do it in public. So I'm going to get you. And it hurts, it hurts that person because you know you're trying your best to make these kids get them to where they got. Or either when you're teaching uh, Sunday school or you're teaching vacation Bible school and you got teenagers smarting off of you, telling they don't want to be this, and you tell the parents, and the parents go, that's not child. And you're like, wait a minute. You know your kids act up at school. So then when you don't want to get anybody to work in the youth ministry or work with the children, that's because the parents then wore them out. You can't even get parents of children to come work in there one day. Not all churches, but that hurts the person that's trying. We had a kid that kept kicking kicking adults. I said, My God. I said, help Jesus. I just pray that child don't kick me. <laughs> I was like, Lord, I, I, ain't, I ain't strong like that. You know, <laughs> she's like, well, stop. I was like, ooh, ooh. Go, get, go get their mother now. Get her out of church. I don't care if you got to get the ushers to walk them and say, hey, your child kicking X, Y, Z, and the whole congregation can hear, go get them. Or you get ushers. Mm. You know, I understand that the certain churches, they want everybody to fill it from the front to the back. Cool, no problem. Sit here. <laughs> get me that gone. <laughs> You know, if you people greet them, they don't speak to your pastors. They see you it see you out. And what happened recently, not too long ago, on there, we were out somewhere supporting somebody's event. Saw them, waved to them, waved to them again. They looked us dead in our face and didn't speak, didn't smile, didn't say hi. I'm all like, now if I was a sinner, you don't know I'm coming in your church who I am. I'm coming to visit. Wow. I'm the pastor come, come let me sit in front. No, we sit in the back and we just, you know, there because God said so. But you didn't say not one word, didn't say nothing. And that thing bothered me. The Lord said, let it go and go back and visit. <sighs> God said, we're going to get you grown up over here because if you can't get over nobody speaking to you, what you going to do? You can't run with the footman. What's going to happen when the horseman come? Ooh. Yeah, God talks to me like that. He don't talk to me. Oh, baby, it's okay. Oh, I know, Get yourself up. It's people being beheaded and you can't take nobody talking about you. Jesus, you better come on in here and say, I said, mm. God, he said, all you, and you, it don't have about that. Get on the plane and go to Iraq. Get on the plane where these people are hiding. Children are getting their lips cut off and nose cut off because they won't renounce Christ. Ice is chopping children here. And you can't deal with somebody roll their eyes at you. God said, get over yourself. <laughs> get mm, That's what, and I, I was going to ask, so how do we get over the church hurt? Look at this. You went right into that. My goodness gracious. Because God will, t- yes. Mm. You pull that Bible out. And you start quoting them scriptures. The Bible says this. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And whatever I say, I'm going to eat the fruit of it. Now think about fruit growing the tree, right? The Bible say make the tree corrupt. Or make it incorrupt. You can't, a, a righteous tree can't bear. It's impossible to bear good fruit. And I mean, a corrupt fruit. And a corrupt fruit tree cannot bear Corrupt fruit. So what am I going to be? Am I go- I have to make a decision. 
Am I going to continue to say I, I can't stand them? And all I'm doing is speaking death over my own life. And I'm planting seeds of corruption. But what do I have to say? God, I forgive them. Walk around your house, look in the mirror and cry out to God. God, this thing hurt. And then after you do that, say, I'm not hurt no more. We got to speak those things that are not as though they are and keep speaking it. It took me, one particular individual kept hurting me. And I said, Lord, the next time I see her, I'm going to roundhouse her tail. I'm just going to roundhouse her. I'm going to knock her on her <laughs> tail. Because <laughs> she said something to my tail. No. God said, no, you're not. I said, <clears throat> God said, no, you're not. And then he just said, I said, I said, oh, yeah, I, you know, when you get that, I said, <laughs> okay. So when I saw her the next time, you know how you know, I ain't going to speak to myself. Hi, girl, how you doing? God bless you. The Holy Spirit jumped up out of me. See, the Holy Spirit speaking English just like you do tongues. <laughs> <laughs> Let the Holy Spirit have your tongue. How you doing? God bless you. Have a nice Girl, you look so cute. I walked up. I said, oh, Lord. He said, see, if you submit to me, all that mess will go. And then when it come back to your mind, you got to fight your mind. That's not in my thought pattern. Love is in my thought pattern because I want to see Jesus. See, you can't mm. get out of here. There's something, that's, there's something you can't get out. Once you're there, it's no like, you know, get me out. I heard a preacher say this at a woman's funeral. And it shocked my world. He said, when you love yourself, earth will be the only heaven you know. And hell will be your home permanent. But when you love God, earth should be the only hell you know. And heaven will be forever. Wow. Oh, that's powerful right there. Ooh, and that was at the funeral too. I said, oh, yes, Lord. You know, that's right. I'm going to heaven. We got to speak about faith. I will not. Because there's two worlds looking at you. The enemy. Oh, I can use that. And get a stronghold. Or God says, Holy Spirit says, I can use you. See, the mm. word is clear. If you submit to God and resist the devil, he'll flee. He ain't got no choice in my time. I said, well, you know, I think I'll flee. No, no I'm submitting to God. The Bible says it puts him to flight. He can't stand around there and keep talking about some, yeah. The word says he will flee. That means causes him to run. Mm. If he tempted Jesus in the wilderness, he going to tempt us. Ooh, you better know that's right. <clears throat> he sure did try to tempt Jesus and, and he stood his ground. So why that's what I say sometimes, you know, when we're going through things and you know, well, I'm speaking for me because <clears throat> I can't speak for everybody. We ask that question, why me, God? And guess what he say? Why not you? Like, whoa, you who who do you think you are? <laughs> who do you think you are that you are not? to have trials and things to happen and occur to you. So if, if you know, if I gave my only begotten son who shed his blood on the cross, what you think you, and you know you ain't gonna do that. Honey, I tell y'all all the time when I be praying at 11 a.m., I can't do it. <clears throat> ain't no way I would have done it. But I thank God for that, you yes. know, he's not like man. And so, but yeah, it is a lot and we do have to be able to to move past it and I have definitely been in a place of praying for his wisdom, his guidance, his knowledge and his understanding and his discernment in all areas. Now I've even in all areas of my yeah. life because like you said, you got to be very specific and I was seeking for knowledge and wisdom and other things, but now I need it in all areas of my life because I just do because <clears throat> the older you get, the wiser you get some things I just don't understand and some things I will never understand. And it is only for him. But give me your knowledge, wisdom and understanding and the things that I need. And so the thing is serious, it's serious. So let me ask you this. What do you think is the state of the church in this season? I think since COVID, and I tell people COVID didn't take God by surprise. It didn't. He knew it was coming. He planned it. He planned it. And I say it as an incubator to see, do you really love me or do you love church? 
do you really love me or do you love going with your clothes and showing and I got to be seen mm -hmm. and all this? Because see, when it shut down, were you still faithful to get on the prayer call? Were you still faithful to get on the live stream? You know, God got me one day. I'm telling you, God gets me. I'm like, oh, he's like, why are you sitting here eating breakfast during church? Oh, what's mean? I'm eating breakfast. This ain't no entertainment, baby. If you was in church, you wouldn't be sitting there eating a bowl of cereal and some eggs and toast. Wow. Ooh, ooh. I said, woo. So now when church come on, you because I'm cussing to be in church, wave my hand. He said, uh-uh, turn that TV up loud and let's, let's worship. Let's praise me. And so when they say, say amen, I say amen. They say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I'm waving my hands. I'm shouting. Even when my granddaughter was there, I said, baby, come on, we in church. We're, we're in church. Let's clap our hands. You know, because if you want to be in church, you go back upstairs. With your mom, but you come down here, this is church. And God wanted to know, do you really love me? Will you still worship me at home? You know, and then he began to say, let's get a little deeper. The state of the church is we're in a transition, I believe. I believe that God is transitioning us to get closer to him. Because see, if I don't have the, the choir and I don't have the music, will I still shout at home? Come on. Or do I need a, a amen corner? God is so good to me. I'm shot in Walmart. And I'm not, you know, I was like, God, you're good. People, I have had a woman come up to me. She said, God told me to come and have you pray for me. Do you think I looked at the people? Okay, we're finna pray. I prayed over her leg. The power of God came and we began to clap our hands and give God praise. Where do you think the disciples were at? They were in the marketplace. When that demon rolled up, said, these are the men of the most high God. She was like psychic. They was like, wait a minute. See, we got to understand there's nothing new in the Bible. It's not happening now. The Bible was the, Jesus said, this is the foundation. I want you to go higher. Greater works is what he said. But we're so busy looking at Jesus as a ceiling and not the foundation. That's why we're not going higher. But mm. those that are seeing that this is Jesus was a foundation. He gave a command. Greater work shall you do in my, in my name because I'm going to the Father. I gave you the comforter. Now you go out to the hedges and highways. And see, that's what's happening now. People are going out. Hey, the church got to come out of this wall. And then some of the traditions have changed. Some people are doing blue jeans, T-shirts, all that. Some people say, I, I, I don't like Cutty blue jeans because of the era I grew up in. That looks like, you know, you know, my mom said, You ain't wearing the holy blue jeans. <laughs> okay. So that's just how I came up with. But if that's what they do and they're getting people to Christ, you know, don't change the Bible. Give them the word. If they want to dress in a hat and to the nine, fine. They want to come in there, sweats, fine. The main mission is getting people to Christ. Mm. And yes, I think that's what God is trying to do. We, I'm going to get to you on this Zoom. I'm going to get you on this Facebook Live. I'm going to get to you however I can get to you because I know some people don't come to church because they're so hurt. But if I can get to you on a YouTube video and deliver you in the privacy of your home, my God, I'm getting to you. If I can get you on a replay, oh, I'm going to get to you. So when we stand before God, there is no excuse. There will be no excuse not to knowing God. Mm, powerful, powerful. That's true. That's that's another thing too. A lot of people, you know, with that church hurt, talking about clothing and what you can. It's so much going on. I mean, we. I mean, we could just talk about that alone. You know, the church hurt and 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 people being hurt because of certain things. I mean, you even touched on it yourself, saying that you know, hey. You know, we were teased because of the car that we drove and things like that. And <clears throat> that's not God. Like he accepts, he says, you know, come as you are. Of course you have to have, don't, don't call, don't call me to my Georgia that I can wear this. That's not what I'm saying, but we have to accept and re meet people where they are. Cause like you said, it is about saving that soul. It's about speaking and teaching people about the love that God has for each and every one of us and his 
<clears throat> all he wants us to do as his people is to share that love and to, to meet people where they are and to, to bring them in and, and reach them. Like, you know, and sometimes, and guess what? That means we got to go outside of the church walls, like you said. And if COVID taught us nothing else, that building can be shut down. And where does that leave? What does that mean? How do we now reach people? How do we now reach those who wasn't even coming in the church building anyway? And now the church is shut down. So now what are we doing? Go ahead, my sister. And the thing about it, if we get the revelation that we're the church, we this body right here is a temple. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. What does your temple look like? Is it, you know, garbage in your temple? Unforgiveness, hatred. It's just like if you would take a bucket, and I'm going to use this very sincerely, a bucket of poop and just do it all through the church. Nobody want to sit in there because it stinks. Hatred mm. stinks before God. He said it comes up in my nostrils. I want to be a sweet smelling savor before the Lord. That's why every day I repent. I tell people repentance is part of salvation. When we repent, God takes the thought in the sea of the deep and he don't remember it no more. That's why you can't keep bringing up. Yeah, you know, there was a new people getting to church. Ain't it got that long? Babes are crying. Yeah, I wouldn't hang around them. Mm -hmm. They was a child molester. I wouldn't hang around them. They they was a crack cocaine person. I wouldn't hang around them. No, we don't want to hang around you. Get delivered. Mm. Get, get set free. Because if you always spreading something bad about somebody, you smell before the Lord. Oh, okay. Mm. You can inbox me and I'll tell you to your inbox that you smell before the Lord. I used to be that way. I used to backbite, got around some backbiters, you know, young in the Lord talking about them. And this and then God was all like, so what is that? He wow. showed me the word. Backbiting is the same as enlisting in the same category. Lying is in the same category of murder. That's how God see. There's no big or little sin, no little white lie, no big white lie. God say it's all sin. If we come against the homosexuals, come against the backbiting. Come against the gossiper. It's the same thing. Sin is sin in God's eyesight. You lying? You trying to, you know, get all these people to come to the church, but you saying you're doing all this stuff trying to get people? We got to do all this to get the young people. The Bible say, if I be lifted up. I'll draw all men to me. And then he said, this is my church. So when, when people start talking about the numbers, I said, that ain't my job. The Bible told me to lift him up. If I lift him up, he'll do the drawing. So I have learned as a pastor, it's not in the numbers. David counted the numbers and whatever. Okay. So <laughs> the Bible says, if I be lifted up, he said, first of all, he said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell would not prevail. If we lift him up, he'll do the drawing in his time. I'm not trying to get no big church full of, full of people that God didn't tell me to. If God told us to continue to go out and feed the homeless, that's what we'll do. Go out and pass out some things at Walmart or here and there. That's what we're going to do. My church don't have to look like your church. I'm so over tradition. The traditions of man nullify the word of God. We've gotten so many traditions. You got to do this again. No, I'm going to do it the way God says. Because when I stand before him, you best believe ain't nobody going to be there but me. Ooh. Mm. All right. <clears throat> that's, the, that's the truth on that one. So you have to be obedient to what he said. And how he tell you to do it is how you got to do it. How he tell me to do it is how he tells me to do it. And so that's so true. So with, with that being said, I mean, let's, where do you see or, or where do you think the church is going to be, you know, within the next six months to a year? Because, I mean, we're still in the, the midst of <clears throat> this pandemic coming down on the I guess the, the slope of it for right now um, and churches are starting to open back up and people are coming back in. What, so what, what do you think or what do you see? Um, where do you think the church is going with now? Because since the pandemic and everything that has happened, you know, like you said, 
it's different. You know, you got youth, you know, people streaming, like, you know, people are getting the word other ways and things like, like this is such a new, a new thing. Like, I don't even know how to name it. Like, I don't even know what to call it other than something new, you know? And so what do you think or how do you think that this is going to play out, you know? Well, the Bible talks about, he said, now I should do a new thing and it shall not tarry. He said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take you to places where eyes have not seen, mm. ears have not heard, and neither has it entered into the heart of man that the things I'm going to do. So what God is trying to tell us, be open. Because see, what wow. I tell our people, stay, keep your mask or get your shot or however you, but still be safe. But then God is saying, listen, let me come in the way I want to come in. If people still want to stay at home, let them stay at home. People want to get delivered. No, as long as people are getting delivered and coming to Christ, that is the main goal. That is the main thing, people coming to Christ. Maybe someone is working on Sundays and they're like, I, I can't get to church on Sunday, but I can watch the replay on Wednesday or Monday and still get delivered. Mm. See, God, God is saying, let me do it. Let me lead and let me guide. I think there are going to be some more people coming up doing some more outreach. That's what I'm praying that people will go out and do more outreach and not just to the homeless. Maybe God wants to do outreach at the country club because I have enough money. Why do I need God? We forget about those people that have money. We always say, well, after you tried everything else, try Jesus. No, try Jesus always and first. Mm. not after you try this he he don't want to be left he said let me be first i see that there, there may be some more young christians rising up that god is making millionaires so they can start taking care of the earth god never intended for the government to take care of them that's why when he saw samuel told me i sure you want a king because see when the king comes the government and all of this god has been taking care of you all this time so I see God raising up some young millionaires to go in and say, listen, we're going to buy this entire block. We're going to clear it. And we're going to put in people that can't afford it. Because he said at the end time, he's going to put out revival. And the end time God did revival, wealth came with it. That's part of the kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's so much wealth in heaven that when it comes, people... That, that, that can't see, that can't go where the eyes have not seen, ears have not, they're not ready for it. But when you prepare yourself and you start studying the kingdom, look at David, he left everything for Solomon to build the temple. Look what Jesus did with the disciples. All that fish, money came in so they can take care of the kingdom. God don't mind you dressing wealthy, take care of the kingdom as well. You want to have a jet? You want to have a yacht? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Don't start backbiting because somebody got a $70 million mansion. You don't know what they're using for that in their private time. They might be bringing pastors in to get healed and delivered, but you say, uh, they got that. I don't know what they're doing. I know if God didn't want them to have, they wouldn't have it. Mm. God is doing some things that we have to be attentive and say, okay, just like you said, Noah didn't know what rain was, but he still built the ark. He know what rain was, but he did exactly what God said to do and his family was saved. And that's what I'm saying in this era. God's taking this where eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Nobody knew about no streaming on church. Matter of fact, people made fun of people. You bedside church. Uh, you at the bedside Baptist. Now we was all at the bedside Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yes, indeed. We were sure <laughs> Yes, everybody was bedside, but you ain't never lied about that. Yeah, no, I mean, and what, and it was people who were live streaming and all the way before COVID. And but guess what? They were prepared, and when when COVID hit, they was already ahead of the game. And that's the thing: be ye ready. What you better know? You better be ready. 
um, because you don't know what is coming in. You don't know. And so once again, that's why you got to pray to him for that what that wisdom, that knowledge and that understanding and the blueprint and just be obedient to what he tells you to do because you don't know what he's teaching you in the season. You don't know, you know, and 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 it could be frustrating. I, I trust me, I know it could be frustrating when he's telling you to do that. And you're like, what? Because God doesn't give you everything. But just obedient to the be obedient to the things that he gives you and everything else will work itself out. And so, I mean, it's it's just amazing. So I, I thank you. And I listen and I claim that she said God is, is making some millionaires. A Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm right here for that. And I claim it and I receive it in his name. Okay. On this day. <laughs> so I always ask the question. Why is prayer important to you? That's the question that I always ask all of my guests. So why is prayer important to you? Prayer, uh, first of all, I'm an intercessor. Uh, that's what God called me to do at first before he called me to preach. Uh, I would pray for people and I would pray this if I didn't pray that they were going to die. Didn't know nothing about it. Um, and I kept saying, you know, I got to get this to God. I want to make sure he hears me. And I would just pray and pray and pray and pray. And I remember I got saved in Germany in the military, and I was a young minister. And he said, "Come and pray." Why in the world? I sat there and prayed so long. They tapped me, said, "You can stop." <laughs> <laughs> I went in, Lord, you know, because I want to make sure. So, but the thing to me, prayer is so important because I'm talking to God. You see, I have done things on my own. It was a good idea. God said it may have been a good idea, but it wasn't a God idea, so it didn't bring God's results, okay? <laughs> so I'm learning, God, is this what you want me to do? And then it's, it's just like I'm talking to uh, uh, my father, my best friend, my lover of my soul, and I can tell him everything. I can tell him, God, I'm mad, I'm hurt, I don't understand, and, and, and just continue, and then I can intercede. The Bible says that prayer, the effectual verb in prayer, the righteous availeth much. And then it says that you can call on the elders of the church. And when we pray, prayer changes things. Prayer has, if you look at the word of God in Acts, they prayed so hard that Peter came out of the prison. You hear me? Peter thought he was in a dream till he got outside and the angel left. He was like, I'm free. They had like... I didn't have all these men around one person that wasn't skilled. They say he chopped somebody ear off, so we're gonna put maybe 30, 40 people out there. <laughs> he got outside knocking on the door. Peter's at the door. She didn't even open the gate. Must it must be his angel. No, he's there. We have that same power to speak to a mountain mountain of debt. I was in depression. I went through a lot of loneliness because I wasn't praying. I was complaining. Oh, God, come see about me, Lord. All the bills. And God, God's like, I can't help you because you don't have no faith. It's mm. impossible to please him. I, I don't need to beg God. God, please come here. And God, please. And, and please. He's like, I'm your daddy. Just ask me for it. Whatever you ask me in faith. And if you're shaking in faith, God, listen. I'm pray like the centurion. Help my unbelief. Grab you some scriptures. Some people Google scriptures. Get on your cell phone. Scriptures on peace. Scriptures on dealing with people. Every kind of scripture will come up. Start speaking them out of your mouth. Speak them. And even if you feel shaky, God, I feel shaky, but I'm still going to pray this word because your word says your word will go out. And an attack, I'm going to use it 2020, it'll go get, attack, bring back whatever it is I need, and it's not going to fall to the ground. It's going to accomplish, it's going to prosper, because it's not my word. That's why it's so important to pray scriptures. We can memorize the latest fashions, who had this on, who star had that, football, basketball, stats, other. But you ask them to remember the Lord's prayer. Yea, though I walk, or the, wait, what? The Lord is my... Our father who art was. The word is so powerful that when God spoke, let there be light is still there. When Adam spoke giraffe, still giraffe in whatever language. We mm. must 
who we are and that if we could come on one accord that's why the devil keep the keep the churches so divided we divided over baptized in jesus name long hair short hair um what a clergy attire don't worry he said if i can keep them divided on that i know they'll never come together but if church ever decide to come together on one accord and said we just came to lift up jesus we came to lift up the name of the father the son the holy spirit and just start praying whether your hair is covered or not whether you have pink hair green hair purple hair god see your heart and when you stand before him even if you got an earring tattoo god said i want your heart let me do everything i want your heart if we could come on one accord and one heart we could move all kind of things the devil would have no place in our hearts he ain't cared about the building the devil just want to make sure your heart is not praying in sincerity to god if i can keep you all focused oh it's it's some people watched Infinity War games, three-hour movie, and won't pray for an hour. Jesus told the disciples, you can't even pray for an hour? You can't even pray for an hour. And we think that an hour is so long. And Jesus told them, you can't even pray for an hour. So I have to start setting my timer now. Oh, girl, you're going to get this hour in. Oh, you're going to get this hour in. We have to tell ourselves that. We tell ourselves we're going to get them abs going. We're going to get them arms. Now you're going to get this hour in. We're going to name Bobo, everybody down the street, make a list of everybody on your block. Bobo, Nene, Day Day, the man I just saw with the bag. The lady <laughs> that was... <laughs> I'm naming everybody. We getting this hour in. Because I don't know if they say. I ain't here to judge them, but God, if they don't know you, Lord. I used to pray like that when I first got saved. God, everybody I saw today, every house I prayed, because Peter... Peter Shadow healed them. Every house I drove by, every house I walked by, God, make a way in their house. They mm. getting abused, God, save the husband. If the children getting abused, save the parents, God. If somebody getting raped or molested, God, go in their house. They give me a kid, commit suicide, God, go in there. Because I can't go in there, but I know your spirit can go everywhere. Mm. My God. Like that, I ain't got time to be talking about you, backbiting you, because I'm praying. Hey, that's powerful right there. Mm. That guy, I was like, whoo, I set up on that one for a minute. My God, and I'm praying. Every, my goodness, thank you, God. Thank you for the reminder. Like, that's so important, you know, that we, whoo, yeah, that's awesome. And, and oh, my goodness, yeah, pray for everybody. Well, y'all know, I mean, people that know me know already. I, like you said earlier, sis, I'll be praying in Walmart. I'll be praying in the parking lots. I'll be praying. It's not a problem for me. I will pray anywhere, anytime <clears throat> for anyone. Someone actually, you know, <laughs> someone told me, please don't pray for me anymore. I just couldn't believe it. I said, I can't. I, okay, you can stay there, but guess what? I'm still going to pray for you. In the background, they they said, I know you pray for everybody and everything, but don't pray for me anymore. That's what they told me, and I said, My God, I got to pray even more. So, because I have to be obedient to what my God tells me to do, and so, like you said, because when I leave here and close these brown eyes and stand before Him. I got the answer for Georgette herself and so nobody else. And so my God, well, I I thank you for coming on. And before we get out of here, I always do some Bible trivia with my people. And so I got one question. I just asked one question and it's multiple choice. So we're going to do the Bible trivia. Then after that, I just want you to let people know how they can connect with you, how they can reach out to you, follow you, whatever it is, if you have anything going on. And then whatever lasting words you want to leave um, with the people that are going to listen in. And so here's my Bible trivia question. I was like, oh, I need a good question for her. And it's, it's multiple choice. So, how many letters did Paul write to the church of Corinth? A, two, 
B three, C five, or D four? Well, I, <laughs> I want to say uh, none of the above. <laughs> we thought it was twelve or thirteen. <laughs> to the church of Corinth. So that's what I got. Somebody else come up with something else, send it to me and I will make a correction. So, but anyway, <laughs> let the people know how to connect with you, how to get your book, um, how to follow you, all of that stuff that you want to share so they can reach out to you. Cause I believe in connections. I believe in connecting with people, but tell them how they can get your book, stained glass, smile, you can be healed and how to connect with you. And then whatever lasting words you want to share. Okay. Well, if you want to get the book, uh, it's on Amazon, but if you want an autograph copy, you want to go to Felice Renee dot com that's f-e-l-i-c-e-r-e-n-e-e dot com you want to connect with me you can connect with me um two ways on my personal page felice renee mckinney um, you can go to peace and living today that's uh, my um, podcast show that we're trying to revamp um if you want if you want me to come speak somewhere that's always at the website all of that's at the website we're getting ready to do um, the YouTube page over um, Peace and Living Today on YouTube. And um, if you need somebody to help book your travel, because that's our other one, we're doing group travel, you can also reach out to me at um, on a messenger, Facebook messenger, Felice Renee McKinney. You know, you can do awesome. that too. Awesome. And what lasting words, thank you so much uh, for that, what lasting words or what do you want to leave for the people, Felice? I would tell you this if you are not a Christian, you're missing out on the best part of your life. And, and when I say a Christian, I'm saying doing your best to serve God. Yeah, you still might be cussing people out. I, I did that, you know, but <laughs> I asked God to deliver me. You hear me? I first got saved. Woo! Put it out! Ta -ta 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 -ta! <laughs> but God began to show me you can't do that so the Bible says this that there is no condemnation after them who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit so walk after God that's what I'm going to tell you you may be imperfect and all of us are me being lazy and not getting my word is just as bad as you cussing somebody else because it's sin to God laziness mm. is sin we, we got this scale there is no scale Ask God, sit down in the morning or whenever you can, best time you can, get a pencil and paper and sit down and say, God, talk to me. Why did you create me? Because you have so much in your life that you haven't even tapped into, that God wants to use you. You are so significant that when you get saved or when you got saved, do you know the word says all the angels in heaven turned up? There was a gigantic party of all the angels in heaven rejoicing over one soul. The enemy always tried to make us seem like we're insignificant. But do you know God sings and dances over one soul? Because he loves you so much. You ever hear that God don't love you? That's not God's voice. God loves you, but he wants you to come after him. If you don't know how to do that, sit down and talk to him. He's your heavenly father. And that's why I want to leave you. Sit down and pray. Pray is just having a conversation with God. You don't have to pray like me. You don't have to pray like the people on the TV. But as you get older, just like your conversation went from dad, dad, to mama, water, eat, eat, drink, it'll go to father. I need this. Be detailed. Talk to your heavenly father. He's waiting to hear from you. And that's what I want to leave the people. 
Amen. You know that's right. Yes. <clears throat> Pray in your own way. Hello. That's what I say. And y'all know I. I mean, I'm big on prayer. That's what I do. So, all right. Well, I thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sitting down with me for this episode of Prayer and Preaking, a time to show, tell, and know how prayer changes things. And my prayer, what I want to leave to is for those who have experience church hurt because it can run so deep and run people so far away from God. Don't let that hurt hinder you from getting to know who he is and how much he loves you and how much he cares for you, how much he wants you to be a part of his kingdom, his eternity that you will see him and live forever because we, I mean, we could talk about church hurt a lot. And I know we were kind of over, you know, a lot of different areas, but please, if I could just leave you with that, you know, that's just like, don't let one bad apple spoil the batch because at the end of the day, that is truly what our mission is, no matter how Felice Renee gives it to you, no matter how I give it to you, no matter how your past, whoever is spreading the gospel, at the end of the day, we are to be fisher of men to tell them how great our God is because we want to see everybody share in eternity. And so please give it another chance. Don't let whatever happened in the past hinder you from the best kept secret eternal life so all right y'all y'all know what i always say i'm out and i will see you guys on the next episode and i am out of here deuces and i'll see you guys on the next episode of praying and preaking i love y'all i'm out lord put your prayers up